Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. And I'm Chris. And welcome back, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely week as we dive into a conversation that we actually had before. (laughs) So (laughs) we touched on this a little bit in the previous episode. This is one of the lost ideas. We did record this and this was early in the life of Glitch Cube where we just were still trying to figure things out. And unfortunately, the audio did not pull through for us for this little topic we have here. But we figured it's about time. It's been about a year since we recorded it last. It's kind of crazy to think about that, right? That's wild. Yeah. So I figured it's a good time to uh, revisit this topic because it's a good one in our opinion, right? Like it's one that I feel that within the gaming community gets disputed quite a bit and it does stir up some interesting questions as far as what a game can be or what a game actually is. And that is the great debate of narrative versus gameplay. What is more important? Now, while this question or the answer itself might be different per user or per player, um, there's a lot of very important things to remember. And there's a lot of synergy between these two things as well. So let's just kind of dive right into it where it's going to be a little bit more of a freeform debate, right? Uh, Instead of last time we tried to do very structured, we even had a timer and all this crap. And I don't know, it it was a lot. We were still, like I said, we're still trying to figure it out. It was cool. It was was just like, yeah, I felt like at times though, like I would just kind of like ramble off the topic. So it was like, I was doing very weak arguments, but yeah, that was still fun. That was like the fourth episode. I think we were trying to do. Yeah. I think it was episode four, which is nuts to think that we're out. This is going to be what episode 71. That's crazy. Something like that. Yeah. That that was the big thing that I remember from the original debate was uh, at one point I felt like I needed to fill my time, right? Like we gave each other about three minutes to argue our points. Um, And it just felt like we were rambling and maybe we just weren't good at rambling yet. Right. (laughs) And now we have a little bit more experience, but we wanted to make it a little bit more of a conversation style debate. One that you might have with your buddies, you know, just sitting around the couch playing a game and just kind of chatting with each other. Right. So I figured probably be a good way to start it off. But I am going to be taking the side of narrative today with some of my points, a little bit more focus on that one, where Chris here is going to be taking the side of gameplay and uh, bringing up some really interesting points. And we have not shared our arguments or our our main hitting points with each other. So this is going to be all new off the cuff. It's going to be very interesting and organic conversation coming out here. Really excited for this one. It's nice to revisit, finally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. All right. So do you want to kick us off and start out the uh, dispute at least or the conversation as far as which is more important? I mean, I feel like it's the topic that still everybody kind of raves about or complains about. You know, it's like what what makes a game? You know, a lot of people think, oh, narrative is important. Story is important, which I mean, it is. It's It's like a movie. You know, it's just an interactive movie that goes on for hours. But at the same time, if 
a game is all story and no gameplay, then it practically is like a movie. You know, you need you need that kind of like structured gameplay or I mean, it doesn't have to be innovative, but you need to have good gameplay to make a game like it. You can't have. I guess you can like a visual novel, but I mean, when I think of a game, it's weird but i almost feel like gameplay is more important because it just makes the game stand out right Mm -hmm. like stories and narratives unless it's something brand new out in the field like never been done before then i find it really interesting but so many games reuse like a narrative and i mean i guess it goes back to how movies kind of reuse the same four topics you know Mm mm-hmm yeah, the, the, like what Shakespeare said, there's only certain like original ideas. Everything else is just copying. Mm-hmm. I can I could see that, you know, and like while gameplay, yes, it does make a game a game, right? It is crucial to it. It's in the name itself. Um, I, I do feel that the stories are what make things different, right? It's what makes genres change and evolve over time, you know, and it it's. It's something to kind of keep in the forefront, right? It's what makes a game memorable. It's what changes the overall feel, how you're going to tackle things and all that stuff. Like it, it even changes the decisions of how gameplay is incorporated into games themselves, which is pretty interesting in my mind, at least. So that's something that I would definitely want to remember or like really harp on the fact that like while many genres do follow a similar gameplay style it's the story that makes them different it's the story that makes them individuals in the genres themselves like you can have a regular beat-em-up and just go through the game and it will be enjoyable or it can be enjoyable but it's the background lore that makes it memorable And I think that is very crucial to distinguish between the two things, between the fact that something can be enjoyable and something can be memorable. It's very, very different. I feel that, you know, it it also really depends on the genre, too, when it comes to narrative being more important. You don't look at an RPG and think, I'm just playing this for the gameplay. You know, it's with role-playing games, even adventure games. I think adventure games is like the one where you need that good balance Mm -hmm. of a narrative and gameplay. But when I think of like an RPG, it's, it has to have a good story. You know, I don't, I've gotten to the point where I don't care about gameplay too much in an RPG, but I have noticed like even turn-based RPGs. It's weird. This was my bread and butter, like growing up, like I love them, but the only way I'll really get through a turn-based RPG is if it has a good story. Mm. You know, if it's an action RPG where there's a lot of gameplay mechanics, it can kind of carry it for me. Like, I think a good example for me are the Ease games. Mm-hmm. They, the story is kind of whatever, you know, it has one, but I honestly play it just for the gameplay. Like, it's weird, but that's like one of the few rpgs where i'm like eh. you know it's it's weird it's growing up i think like many kids i favored gameplay 
overstory. And nowadays, I've kind of grown to really enjoy the stories, but trying to find ones that really stand out in their genres, it's it's kind of hard. You know, I feel like nowadays, a lot of games are kind of being marketed as like very story heaven or they... They try to make a stand out with a very strong story, but a lot of times, you know, it's, I don't want to say boring, but it doesn't have the depth. And I think you really need that balance of both. And I think as hardware gets stronger with, you know, consoles, PC, people are able to kind of explore more avenues of both. And because when you look back and eat, older days they had to tell a big story because they couldn't do too much gameplay wise right like Mm -hmm. i think up until maybe like playstation one the saturn it's the game story was more important because there wasn't too much you could do you know especially with sprite based like 2d it's you could do stuff but it would almost always be the same thing we didn't really see kind of variety until 3d and then when 3d hit a lot of people were heavily focusing on gameplay more which then stories kind of took a back burner unless you know it was an rpg or maybe an action game and then nowadays i think we're kind of at that balance and with so many different genres out there and the mixings of genres you never thought were possible it really makes gameplay fun like i don't know i'm exploring more with different genres that i never thought i would and i don't know i've been really into gameplay heavy games lately like almost like arcade kind of games Mm. because i feel like stories are just kind of hard to get into when you're really busy but i i respect the good story you know for me I'm trying to think what I played recently that had a good, like a really good, good story. Cause I'm not going to say last of us Two Cause that's what I'm playing right now. And <laughs> it's pissing me off. Um, <laughs> no, it, I won't jump on the bandwagon of everybody saying this game's terrible, but I don't know. I just like it for the immersion. I think that would actually be a good thing to talk about with that. You know, I went into this game thinking it's going to be terrible. Like everybody says, and yeah, the story is, I can see why it pisses people off, especially if you like the first Last of Us. But me, I thought it was an okay game. You know, I I can see why people hold in high regards with the story. But to me, I was like, okay, this game's okay. It's not the the movie, the game that can make the great movie, you know. And everyone was holding that story to such a high regard. But in the sequel, I'm like, dude, the gameplay in this is good. Like, it feels realistic. You know, everything about it feels like you're actually there struggling. And granted, a lot of people probably don't like that feeling. But because it feels so organic and real, I'm like, oh, this is pulling me through this story I don't really care about. Hmm. And I've noticed, same with Tales of Arise, I, I was interested in the story at first. And then it started to, you know have a lot of filler in it but the battles pulled me through and i noticed 
pattern. A lot of games that are over maybe 15 hours, 20 hours, it can be great if it has a good story and pulls you through. Mm -hmm. But I feel like once you hit that 20-hour mark or a little bit above that, it needs to have good gameplay. Mm -hmm. At least for me. Because like with Tales of Arise, that's what really pulled me through. Because I was like, oh, I want to be able to do more combos. I want to make like cool looking skills and all this and it was it was interesting it really did push me through because towards the end i was struggling because hmm. i was like oh this is kind of boring like i knew it was coming right but a game that's maybe 10 15 hours i i don't really care about the gameplay too much because i'm like oh this is going to be like a movie it's going to be like a snack i can kind of just burn through this enjoy the story and not I don't know, explore too much. Like it's, it's weird to think about because I am a person that's always loved RPGs, but now the length of games have made it kind of daunting when it's like a huge story. Mm. I could see that, you know, I totally understand where you're coming from. There's a lot of games out there that will over fluff the stories themselves because they don't have a strong script or a strong narrative, right? Mm -hmm. One that can at least carry a game or, uh, or at least carry your interest for an extended period of time. Because if you think about it, like they're not making movies, right? Some of these games that are a little bit more story focused, there are some exceptions, which, uh, you know, obviously one big one would be something like Journey, you know, like that game mm -hmm. is purely a narrative game. Like while some of the mechanics that are built in and baked in into the game do enhance the story and make you feel more as far as like you know climbing up the mountain and then like when you reach a slope that's higher or like the wind's blowing really hard your character slows down so it adds to the feeling of struggle so like i would kind of say that that's a nice mix of narrative and gameplay working cohesively to help tell a much stronger story i do feel that like they they're, we're not making movies, right? Like in a movie, you captivate an audience for two hours. In a game, you captivate an audience for 20 plus hours, right? Um, and that's a really big distinguishing factor that uh, between those two media forms, right? And it does make it very difficult to hold someone's interest. And yeah, like the gameplay can give a nice break or respite to the heavy narrative that they're trying to feed you, right? But I would also put that on the flip side, too, where narrative can be a really nice break from heavy gameplay, right? Mm -hmm. Or it can be used in very creative ways to create really nice ebbs and flows in order to keep you engaged longer, right? So, like, think of I, like a really great example of ebbs and flows in games, and I've mentioned this multiple times, I'm sure you guys are sick of me talking about it, um, is Shadow of Colossus, right? That game has really amazing gameplay as far as like tackling these giant beasts. It's really clever with the climbing mechanics. And we see those climbing mechanics now in games like Breath of the Wild. And they're used a lot, right? Like it, it mm -hmm. can all be harkened back to the way that Shadow Colossus handled these things. So what's interesting about it is the story itself, while it is still minimal, is very impactful and it's, I feel like it's more impactful because the game gives you time to pause and it, like fully absorb the information that was given to you as you're traveling to the next Colossus to beat, right? So it, 
kind of makes you it gives you enough time like as if you would when you're on a road trip or traveling across country or something like that or even like hiking or you know like you're you're going on like a longer journey it gives you time to then like fully absorb your surroundings fully absorb information you know think about different things that you weren't thinking about uh like it's one of the reasons why einstein took long walks in between equations and problems he was trying to figure out because it gave him time to absorb the information without being bogged down with it in front of his face Right. So the way that Sarah Laclosis creates these nice ebbs and flows where you have high, like crescendo climax events with fighting the Colossus, and then it gives you a little bit more narrative, and then it gives you the time to absorb the actions that you have been performing and the little bit of narrative that it gave you to continue pushing you through this game. So it is a nice, like, little mix there and it's a nice break i would say like even games that like like dark souls for instance right dark souls is just a pure gameplay game right it's just it is what it is the lore is there for the people who want to know the lore Mm -hmm. but you don't need it in order to progress through the game and in fact a lot of people probably don't know exactly what's going on in this world and that's fine right but for people like me uh, that little bits of lore that were thrown at you were nice, like breath, right? It, in, in between mm-hmm. the combat, it allowed me to take a break for a second from this high intensity environment that I'm trying to traverse and tackle and and best, right? So it was, it's a nice, like it's a, it's a nice pause. It allows your heart rate to lower. It allows you to absorb the information. It allows you to absorb the environment itself and really ground yourself in this world and become more immersed that way. Whereas like certain games, they might just shove story down your throat and then there's no gameplay. Like it does do the adverse effect, right? So you do need that balance. It is key for that to at least have that work properly to engage the people in like full immersion of this world. You brought up a good point, like with Journey and Shadow, in the sense that I think one of the most important things I've discovered in games, maybe like a year or two, was environmental storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because when you think about it, it is kind of a mixture of both the narrative and the gameplay, right? Because you're exploring and you're noticing, like, either symbolism in the story or even just the world looking a certain way tells you everything you need to know. And it's something I didn't really appreciate till maybe recently, you know, I games like journey and it, even like the really quiet games that were just, you know, you explore. I never really, I never really got them. I guess you could say like, I knew that they were beautiful and that, they were highly regarded, but I'm just like, no one's telling me anything, right? Like, I don't want to sound like, you know, a small brain, but I was like, this is kind of like over my head. But when I really got to sit down, sit down and explore and get lost, I was able to discover this whole story just by running around, right? Same with Shadow of the Colossus. Like, you learn enough about the story just from seeing the environment. Mm-hmm. And I think this has become my new favorite way of storytelling in a game that, you know, you you don't need it spoon fed to you by the character interactions or anything like you just 
get out there in the world and discover it for yourself because it almost feels organic to what we do in real life, right? Like, yeah, we could, people could feed us our life, right? But if you get out and explore and see things, you're kind of creating your own journey, Mm -hmm. which I don't know, for me, that's the more fascinating kind of narrative style. And I'm trying to think of something I played recently that I kept thinking about, but oh, even like this is going to sound weird because it's very short game and you wouldn't think there's anything with it. But Mm -hmm. I mean, unpacking was a game that really surprised me, right? It's just a game where you're in a room and you're unpacking boxes and putting it away on the shelves, which is cool. You know that people would say, Oh, that's, that's just pure gameplay. There's no story, but what you're doing in these rooms tells a story, right? right? Like the first room, it's the room as a kid. So you see like, you know, you're, your Game Boy, you see all your like kid posters up on the wall. Your next room, it's like you as a teenager, or you as a, like going to college, right? Mm-hmm. So you're you're packing, getting ready for your dorm. Next room you go to, you know, you see you're in a relationship. Like the little picture that you put up has you and your partner. And then the next room, it's like, oh, now it's just a picture of you, and you're in a smaller room. You know, it's subtle story bits that tell a lot right and it's it's almost more fun like trying to find this kind of stuff it makes me immersed and i think looking at like tales of arise that was the problem was that it was just throwing so much at me and it was almost the same kind of story i felt in another game that i just got uninterested but when i have to find the story it makes it more interesting. You know, even if they do it like in a Dark Souls style where it's like little lore pieces that you find, like it just, it makes the world feel alive. And that's something that I really love because you're not only having fun with the gameplay, but you're just discovering the world and it just feels so good. Yeah, like similar to certain games, like I would say like Horizon Zero Dawn or Dead or Dead Space, you know, like mm-hmm. finding the little audio logs throughout the world definitely help build the world up without having to build out those assets right it doesn't take away from any of the gameplay it's nice that a lot of these games now have the audio log just kind of auto play in the background while you continue through your stuff because you're allowed to absorb the lore but continue on with the with the progression right so it never feels like you're being halted in your progress you're you're learning and moving forward at the same time which is actually a really clever way of giving people lore whenever their primary focus might not be that for the game right and it Mm -hmm. like for instance like dead space dead space does have a very interesting story it's very captivating i would say but the really core thing of that game is it's a horror game right and it's a very like you're just going through a spooky house right but in space and so it's it's cool to hear these little tidbits these little audio logs finding the files like the 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 write-ups and things like that throughout the spaceships to kind of start piecing together the story yourself. And whenever a game allows you to start making those connections on your own without having to tell you about them, like it does make that connection stronger. I feel like it makes the narrative stronger and it makes you more and more, more immersed. Like you mentioned for unpacking, 
in the game itself, right? In the world, you're more inclined to continue playing, even if a game can be very simple or, dare I say, repetitive, right? Uh, and that actually kind of leads me into my one of my last little notes here that I really want to hit on is that when a game doesn't get called repetitive because of its story, a game gets called repetitive because of the gameplay itself, right? And there's not enough break or not enough uh, extra bits of lore or something else to break up that monotony. Like, look at Assassin's Creed, for instance. Assassin's Creed is mm. a very good game, but it can be called repetitive, and I would classify it as repetitive. Like, I stopped playing those games because I already know what it's going to be, right? Like, it's the story itself is the same across the titles, you know, uh, which does get kind of boring after a while, especially with how many titles there are. Uh, they do mix things up, which is really nice. But the big thing that really always took me out of it or took me out of the immersion of the world or stopped caring about the progress that I was making is the repetitive repetitiveness of the missions themselves, the fetch quests, the races, all that mm -hmm. stuff. It, it just became too much, right? And it got boring really quickly because there was nothing else being given to me as far as the world itself, right? There was no more like progression with the the citizens, the people, the city itself. It just felt really like dull, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like yeah. Assassin's Creed is a really tough one to get behind. And there's a lot of really popular games like that where the gameplay just it's rinse and repeat. I mean, even look at games like Pokemon, right? And mm -hmm. we both talked about this before this, but like the new Pokemon does feel more like a breath of fresh air, right? It's something yep. different. It's something new. And it's taking away that kind of repetitiveness that we were getting from the previous titles themselves. I mean, technically, if you look at it, we've been playing the same Pokemon game for like 20 years, right? Oh, yeah. It's just been same story, rinse mm -hmm. and repeat. Yeah. You know, it's this game feels different. And even though the story is like barely there, it's it is there. You know, it's it's a new take on a Pokemon kind of story. And it just I don't know, man, I'm. God, I love it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of fun so far. And I'm excited to play through this world and kind of figure out where it's going to go. And this is actually the first time in a Pokemon game where I am excited to see how the story ends. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like we're going to be going to a traditional, more like, work your way up to the Elite Four and then become, like, the Pokemon Master that way, right? Like, you are rebuilding, you're building the Pokedex from the beginning. You're learning these new things about the world itself, how the game is played. Like, they've changed up everything. And at first, that was a concept that seemed a little kind of scary, right? Like, it felt like it yeah. wasn't the normal Pokemon that we're used to and it didn't seem like it would be good but so far it's actually very interesting now in 20 hours is it going to feel repetitive and a little boring and bland maybe but we're not there yet as far as right now it does seem like it's it, finding that nice mesh that nice in-between area of balancing out the story and the gameplay itself Yeah, I think it you kind of hit it right there, especially with like Tongma Assassin's Creed is that you know, a lot of these games have the same mechanic, right? And it's just used to pad things out or in worst cases, 
you know, pay for credits to level you up so you're able to experience the story in a much quicker pace. And I think that's another dangerous, I guess you could say, mechanic with some game companies doing that where it's like, oh, I have to pay in order to make the story like kind of advance. Mm, yeah. I mean, you don't have to, but do you want to spend an extra four hours like grinding in a game that you shouldn't have to grind? And it's just, you know, that's, that's using gameplay in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot about a game that I think balances both so well as Hades. And I still to this day think about it and play it. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's the same gameplay every run, right? Like you're always having the same few weapons and it's always the same thing. But the story is there. And I mean, it's not like cutscene heavy, but you're slowly advancing and it does feel good. And I don't know. It's. I'm excited seeing where games are going nowadays because they're exploring different ways. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of weird, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, I would say Hades is a perfect example of how to fix repetitive gameplay. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though the runs are the same, you are doing the same things over and over again. You're fighting the same bosses. You might take different weapons with you to try out new things. Maybe the RNG gives you different boons and bounties and stuff like that. Right. With the abilities. But it is technically the same game regardless, no matter how many times you play through it. What makes it different is those little tidbits or those little snapshots into the world itself where, oh, like whenever you die, how they say like, oh, it looks like you got taken out by one of these things again, right? Like it, it's it's really cool to see how despite it feeling like you're playing the same levels over and over again, it feels like you're progressing something and like time is still moving forward in the background of the world itself. So it does add in that extra bit where it doesn't feel like it's the same run because of the way that the NPCs are interacting with you after your run is done or after you die or whatever and you start over. Like it does change things up a little bit, which is really nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm kind of out of... Yeah, because I don't want to start rambling about the same kind of things I already talked about. Yeah. I feel like I could easily ramble about some of the points that we had, but... I think maybe that's fine. We can just end it a little early. We do, like, a nice little conclusion. If I say anything that you want to feed on to, then go for it, and then we can just kind of end it out. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, this question is very important to game designers themselves, players, to you, of what is more important to you, right? It's it, gameplay or story. And that question can only be answered by you, the player, right? And it's it's your type of game. The, the beauty of games is that there are so many different types out there. There's so many different genres, so many different ways of playing and engaging with these worlds that really there is no right answer. But what I would say is for a game to be memorable and enjoyable, you need to have that nice mesh between the two. And I think that's the one thing that we kind of got wrong the first time we tried to tackle this question, 
was we were setting it up as a date, a debate as if there was a right and wrong answer, right? Mm-hmm. There, that there was one clear way to go that all game designers and all players should focus on one thing or the other. When in, in truth, it's a mix between the two. You need to find that balance. You need to work on how you create these ebbs and flows in games in order to keep the player engaged, but give them that nice break in between the gameplay so it doesn't feel so high energy all the time, right? There are some games that do thrive off of that, but I would be very curious to see how long a player can actually play that game versus one that gives you a nice little pause, a nice little respite, some little bits of lore here and there, you know, and compare the two as far as like longevity of gameplay for one sitting specifically, right? Like some of these get racing games, maybe you can do one or two races and then you're good. Play for a couple hours, you're fine, right? And then you get your fix. Whereas games that do integrate a little bit more story, you might want to sit there and play longer, right? You might want to continue on to the next chapter because you need to know what's going on, but you're also excited about how the game plays itself, right? So it's mm-hmm. it, there is a nice little mix between those two worlds and that nice little middle ground, that little gray area that I think memorable, like good games live, right? And it doesn't matter the genre. It doesn't matter what they're trying to tackle, what story they're trying to tell. All that matters is that balance in order to give the player enough, I guess, authority to affect the world but still have enough for them to learn about the world that they're not interacting with right if that makes sense because it, it the the way to make a world immersive or make a game immersive is to have the world evolving around the player despite their interactions and that comes from environmental storytelling which is an amazing topic and something that we definitely want to dive into some more so it's there's a lot of balance there that needs to happen for these games to be memorable, be enjoyable, and just be, quote-unquote, good games, right? So mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong answer in this. It's just what's it more important to you? And I think that's something that's important for all of us to answer on our own separate accords, right? But yeah. So... I think that's yeah i fully agree with what you said about us in the old debate like this actually was a lot more fun because i felt like we were kind of like picking the goods and bads of both rather than trying to prove the other wrong and yeah i don't know i really enjoyed this better than uh when we first did it yeah it was fun yeah i think that was the big mistake right it's not a debate it's a conversation yeah there's a big difference between the two but anyway i think that's gonna do it for us this week Thank you guys so much for listening in. Thank you for all the support, all the listens, all that fun stuff. We're almost at 2,000 listens now, which is pretty crazy <laughs> to think about. Oh, that was a pretty yeah. big jump from 1,000. Yeah, and uh, we're all, we're creeping up on two, uh, 100 episodes too, which is nuts. So, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do this stuff without you guys, without the support and all that fun stuff. So thank you so much for everything. Um, and, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week with the next conversation about games. All right. Uh, bye. Bye.